Good morning. My name is Emily, and I'm so honored to be with you guys this morning. I grew up coming to this church, so it's always really special when I get to speak here and when I get to share about what God has done in my life and what I've been up to these past couple months. And so I'm actually going to start by showing you guys a video that my friend and I made for a conference. But I love this video because it's all about the gospel and it's all about the kingdom of God. And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about today. So you can go ahead and play that video. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. Behold, man has become like us, knowing good and evil. Therefore, the Lord God sent them out of the garden. But the true light came into the world, preaching the kingdom of God. And he said, I have made you a light that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. For the kingdom of God is within you. For he is making all things new. For there will be a new heaven and a new earth. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. They will not need a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. But until then, we join God's story to bring heaven to earth. His kingdom come. His will be done. En Nicaragua, como en el cielo. Isveria, som de himlam. Ende Okinawaru, nionuni honde. Katikia, Kenya, kamailivio mbunguni. In America, as it is in heaven. Sa Pilipinas, para nang salang. In Österreich, vi im himil. On earth as it is in heaven.
Luke 17:20 says, "The kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they say, "Look, here it is," or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you." And so all throughout scripture, when Jesus is spreading love, when Jesus is spreading the gospel, a lot of times he's actually talking about the kingdom of God and how important it is. And by reading that last scripture, we know that the kingdom of God is actually within us. And so I wanted to read a couple more scriptures because it's all throughout the Bible. Matthew 6:33 says, "But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well." Matthew 19:14 Jesus said, let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. John 3, 3, Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And so when you have a relationship with God, that means that you actually have the kingdom of God within you because you have the Holy Spirit within you. You have the presence of God within you. And so right now we kind of live in this tension on earth because we're not in heaven yet, but yet we can still experience pieces of heaven on earth, whether that be through a miracle, whether that be through, through salvation or a healing. When we experience those heavenly moments, that's a part of the kingdom of God on earth. And so today I'm going to talk about the kingdom of God, and I'm going to share a couple different things about the kingdom of God. But the first point that I have is that the kingdom of God promotes countercultural thinking. And so a lot of times when we read the Bible, Jesus is actually going totally against the culture. He's talking to people that no one else would talk to or maybe they would look down upon. He's giving to people maybe when he doesn't have much to give. And he's asking that of us as well. Because when we're called to love like Jesus does, that means that we require repentance. That means we require forgiveness, having an unoffendable heart, humility, reconciliation, equality, and grace. And a lot of these times, these things might even go against the status quo. They might go against what our culture says. And I love that Jesus shows this. And so I want to give an example of this. It's in John 4. And it's when Jesus is talking to a Samaritan woman. And still, I'll read a couple verses from this chapter, but I'll start with verse 9. It says, the Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. So he's already going against the culture by talking to this woman. And then he goes on to tell her about the living water. In verse 13, he says, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And then he continues to talk to this woman. And he actually gives her a word of knowledge. And he reveals to her that he's the Messiah. And this is an example of how Jesus is going against what the culture says, but yet we experience a piece of heaven on earth when she accept, accepts him as her Messiah. And so I think this really challenges me 
Because when we're listening to the Holy Spirit and when we're listening to his voice, he guides us. And when we have boldness, we get to experience those moments as well. Which brings me to our next point, which is the kingdom of God comes with the gospel. The gospel message is so powerful that God created us to have relationship with him and that he sent his son to die for our sins on, his behalf, on our behalf. And he defeated sin. He defeated death. And now we can live in that freedom as well. And we can share it with others. And so the gospel is all about having intimacy with Jesus. It's all about having a relationship with God. And I don't know about you guys, but I've found so much healing through having a relationship with God. So much freedom. So much power. And I think it's beautiful that we can also give that same love to other people as well by sharing the gospel. Because we have an advocate. We have the Holy Spirit. And um, Jesus talks about this in John 15. It's one of my favorite parables. And John 15 is all about the parable with the vine and how Jesus prunes us. But I want to read from that. It's verse 4, John 15. It says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I love this verse because I think a lot of times we might be striving. We might be striving to be better people. We might be striving to be more patient, to be more kind. But when we read this scripture, we know that actually what we're called to do is to remain in God, to remain with Jesus. And it's through these times that we have with Jesus that he starts to prune us, that he starts to make us more like him, and that we start to become more patient. We start to bear more fruit, not because of our own doing, but because of our relationship with Jesus. That's all that we have to do is spend time with Jesus, and we start to become more like him, and we start to love more like him. And reading on in that chapter, verse 26 when the advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. So Jesus starts talking to the disciples, and they're asking all these questions because he's alluding to him leaving. He's alluding to his death. But he tells them that actually when he leaves, they'll get an advocate which is the Holy Spirit. And so by having a relationship with Jesus, we have that Holy Spirit dwelling with us, fighting on our behalf, praying on our behalf. And I love the end of the verse because Jesus is saying, you've been with me since the beginning. You and I, we have history, but now I'm leaving, and now it's your turn to testify about what I've done. Because the disciples they had witnessed miracles. They had witnessed the freedom that Jesus had given them. And it's the same for us. We have history with Jesus. If you have a relationship with God, you have history. You have a testimony. And now it's our turn to share that as well. And so that leads me to the Great Commission, which God has called us all to. In Matthew 28, verse 19, it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. 
and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so Jesus has called us to share the same love that he's shown us, to share the gospel because it does bring freedom and it changes things. And I think it's, it's great because we can share the gospel with our words, but we can also share the gospel with our actions, which brings me to our next point. The kingdom of God is not just spoken, but it is an action. Love is an action. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though we were making his appeal through us. So we can be like Christ in a world that may not recognize him, but they might recognize him through us. God is challenging us to love how other people might not love, to serve locally, to give when you might not have much to give. Even just by listening, you can show the gospel just as Jesus did, just as we read countless times in the scripture, the ways that Jesus set aside his time for other people. And I wanted to share a story from one of my mission trips this summer um, when I felt like I got to experience a piece of heaven on earth. But it was in Hako, Costa Rica, and so we did a lot of evangelism there during my time in Hako, and it was super fun. But evangelism also is, can be hard and it can be scary, but God gives you boldness in those moments. And so we were walking around and we were going into different stores, and we went into this one store, my friend and I, and it was empty. And so the fun thing about evangelizing in another country is you don't always speak the language. And so we were practicing our Spanish with the worker there. Um, and she was super sweet. And we didn't even bring up God, but she just we just started asking her questions about where she lived and how she liked the area. And she actually started to open up to us about how she had moved from Nicaragua and none of her family was in Costa Rica. And so it was just kind of lonely. And so my friend and I decided the next day that we were just gonna go to the store and we bought her some chocolate and we got her a card and we wrote the card in Spanish and we just told her that we enjoyed talking to her and that we were praying for her and that God would give her community. And so we went back to the store the next day and we gave her the card. And it was just so special because something so little can mean so much to somebody else and you never know what somebody else is going through. And so she started to read the card and she just started to cry. And that's when she started to open up to us about how she was struggling in her marriage and how her husband was struggling with addiction. And so she was just feeling so lonely. And so we got to encourage her in that moment. We got to share scripture with her and be with her. But I think it's so cool because sometimes you never know how God will use you. And it's really humbling because it's nothing that I, I did, but God created that moment. It's those special encounters that God will use you to speak through you. And the beautiful thing about having a relationship with God is that you don't have to work your way to heaven. You don't have to do all these good things to go to heaven. But when you do, when you love like Jesus did, your faith is alive. It says in James that faith without works is dead, but we can honor Jesus and we can love Jesus through these acts of kindness, not just not because we have to, we don't have to, but because we love him and we can serve him in that way. I wanted to share Matthew 25, if you guys want to turn there. 
It's a parable. It's called The Sheep and the Goats. And I read this for the first time this summer. And I was shocked that I had never heard this um, talked about before. But it's called The Sheep and the Goats, Matthew 25. And I'm going to start in verse 31. It says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people from one another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king replied, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So I love this parable because it shows us that when we give to people, when we love people, not only are we doing it for these people, but we're actually doing it for God. We're clothing God. We're feeding God. And he's touched by that. He feels loved by that. And so I just want to encourage you guys today that the Lord has called us to make disciples. And we can go overseas and we can do missions, but we can also do that here. We can serve locally here. We can love our community here. We can make disciples here, not because we have to, but because Jesus has changed our lives. Jesus has changed my life, and I want him to change the lives of others as well. I want other people to experience the freedom of having a relationship with him. So I just want to encourage you guys to walk in boldness, to continue to spend time with God, to remain in the vine, because when you remain in him, You'll start to hear his voice, and he'll guide you. He'll lead you. Maybe you're buying groceries, and he'll tell you to go talk to somebody. But there's so much humility in that moment when God uses you in the unexpected times because we can live in a missions mindset every single day, not just overseas, but every single place that we are because the kingdom of God is within us. God dwells within us. His presence is within us. And it's so special that we can show that same love that we've received to other people. And so I have one more video to show you guys that just shows some of the things I've been up to the past five years besides being in school. Um, but it just shows some of the mission trips I've been on. And it's just been so special getting to lead those and getting to go on those as well. And then I'll also get to talk about what I'm doing next. But um, as we go into that video, I just want to read this verse over you guys. It's in Luke 4. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind 
to set the oppressed free. I just want to speak that over us today because he has chosen us and we can proclaim that freedom and we can share that love with other people. You can go ahead and show this video now. song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. So that's a little bit of what my time on missions has looked like. It's been so fun. I do videography, so I've got to film a lot of other people's mission trips as well, and then I get to lead about four mission trips now. Um, so I, don't, I just feel so blessed and thankful for all of those moments. And now I'm done with school, so my next step, I'm actually taking six more months to do missions and to just set aside intentional time to invest in my relationship with God and learning more about him and learning more about spiritual gifts. And so I'll actually be doing that on a, in America now. So I'll be going to California, 
Huntington Beach, California, and I'll be there for three months. And that's where I'll be taking classes and I'll get to serve locally and do different homeless ministry and other things like that. And then the other three months, I'll be going on tour with everyone from the school and we'll split up to, into groups across America and we'll go to different universities and spread the gospel and serve locally there and do one-on-ones and evangelize. So I'm excited because I'm just so excited to, to invest in my time with God. I know after school, I've needed rest. And so I just believe that God has things for me there. So right now, I'm in the process of fundraising, and I've definitely had to depend on God for that as well. And so if you guys would like to partner with me financially, that would be a huge blessing because I still have um, around like $1,000 before I'm going to California, and I'm also fundraising for food and necessities because I won't be able to work there while I'm there. So anything that you can give, I don't take it for granted. I know it's a sacrifice. But if you can't give, that's okay too because I would love your prayers for my time there and just for safety and community. And so I just want to pray over us before my dad comes back up. But I just want to encourage you guys um, that you would just know how much Jesus loves you and that he's dwelling with you, that he's with you and that the kingdom of God is within you and that he'll use you in crazy ways when you give him your yes. So I'm just going to pray that over you guys. Dear Jesus, I just thank you for who you are, God. I thank you that you're the creator of the universe and that you created us as well, God, and that you have good plans for us today. And so I just pray that people would leave feeling encouraged, that they would know that you're with them, Father that they would continue to seek your presence and have revelations of who you are and of your grace, God, and of the gospel, and that they would get to experience heaven on earth because that's what you want for us, Jesus. We love you, Father, and we thank you, Father, for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.